0: Settling is not an option. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? (laughs) Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alerio, and I am super excited about today's episode because we are talking about money, honey. By the time that this episode is live, I will be in the process of moving. I don't know if it will have been posted on Instagram yet at this point. So this may or may not be like a spoiler. So yeah, if you're listening on Monday, September twentieth, I am in the process of moving out of Miami. And I know a lot of people are probably like, what the fuck? I moved to Miami in November of 2020. And it is only September of 2021. So I didn't even make it a full year. And the craziest thing is, when I signed this lease, I initially signed it for one year. But they had, of course, some like incentives and promos if you signed for two years. So when I signed the lease, I was like, no, you know, two years is a long time. I had already broken a lease a couple times before, so like, let me not subject myself to doing that again, because I've had commitment issues with apartments. So I'm just gonna do the one year, I could stick it out. And then I don't know what happened within the next 48 hours, I had texted my leasing agent. And I was like, Hey, is it too late if I extend my lease to be two years? Like, I think that I just was like, super, super, super happy to be here. And like, once I really saw like the view and just like, Everything of how stunning this apartment is, I was like, no, I'm not giving it up. One year is not enough time. So she was like, yeah, it's fine. It's only been two days, so we can extend your lease to two years. My lease technically goes until November of 2022. So yes, I had to hardcore break my lease, which was quite the investment, I would say. (laughs) Talk about a waste of money. We will be talking about money today. But you know what? I was just at the point of like, I don't even care what it cost me to get out of this lease. I want to move like, I did it honestly didn't matter at all. I just wanted to get out of here. So I just kind of did it all with a smile, even though it was painful. Yes. So why am I moving? Well, let's backtrack. So in 2019, I moved to Tampa, Florida, I had still been living at my parents house. I was 24 years old, which by the way, like, this generation and the way that like, life has evolved and the way that things are now is that everyone is in such a rush to get out of their parents' house. When I was younger, I mean, you didn't move out of your parents' house until you were getting married. Not even boyfriend, girlfriend, or even engaged. It was like not a thing until you got married. You lived at home, even with a ring on your finger. I always said that was what I was going to do. Like I used to say, I can't believe so many people live with their boyfriends. Like I'm not moving out until I get married. Yeah, that um, I I would be living at my parents' house for a very, very long time if I was waiting for that. Um, So as time evolved, my mindset evolved and once I started, you know, working from home and like really being home a lot and needing my own space i just i wanted to move of course out of their house and i wanted my own space i looked at florida i I had traveled around a lot i looked at a lot of different places just checking it all out and nothing felt like a place that i could consider home until i got to florida so when i looked at the apartments in florida and between the price with the size that you were getting i was like yeah this is it like talk about bang for your buck moved to tampa But very quickly after, I was like not happy. So I thought maybe I just need more space. Maybe I just got so used to having a one bedroom that I really wanted a two bedroom. So I moved out of my one bedroom into a two bedroom. And I was like, ah, happiness, like more square footage. That is the key to happiness, isn't it? So I was really excited about that. And then what do you know, I was not happy again. So I just was like, something's missing. Like I had a lot of anxiety. I cried a lot. A lot of FaceTime calls with friends of me just like crying. So then my friends convinced me to move to Miami because I have a lot of friends out here and the apartments here are super sick. So when I saw this place, I had looked at 11 or 12 places before mine. And when I looked at where I live now, I was like, wow, this is it. Like now I'll be happy. This place is stunning. The views are immaculate. I will be happy here. Clearly, that was not the case because right around the time of summer starting, like May, June, I was not happy again. So I had a great fall winter in November to February. And then early spring was nice. But then I just like got over it. I just really was like. No, this would have been a nice like six month lease type of thing, but I don't want to stay. So I am going pretty much back home, not to New York. I am going to be living right outside of New York in Hoboken, New Jersey. So I'm excited about Hoboken because that's actually where I used to like party with my friends. When I was living in New York, we always went out to Hoboken like Sunday Funday vibes, which I am very far beyond so i'm not interested in any of that anymore but my point is is that i did like hoboken from a younger age and now i'm going to get to experience it in a different way i'm really looking forward to it because it's only like 25 minutes from all my friends and family and i really just think that like that is the key to happiness and this episode is going to be about money and manifesting money and making more money and let me tell you something having more money has definitely improved my lifestyle And I don't even mean that in a materialistic surface level way, I just mean in experiences in life, like I've gotten to experience more, because I've made more money, I've gotten to do more, I've gotten to see more, I've gotten to be more and give more as a result of having more money. But at the end of the day, like money doesn't bring happiness, because I'm sitting right now in a beautiful apartment, looking outside the window at an amazing view of the water in Miami, and I'm giving it all up. My new apartment, funny enough, costs the same as my current apartment, which is something that I had to really think about for a second because to spend the same amount of money, but to get so much less for your buck felt like giving up a lot, you know what I mean? But then when it came down to it, and I really thought about my pros and cons, sure, I'm giving up some square footage and I'm giving up the amount of bathrooms and I'm giving up the view, but I'm gaining happiness. I'm going to be around my friends and my family, my support system. You cannot beat that. You just can't beat that. This view in Miami is worthless to me if I am not happy. That's why I'm moving. I literally just posted my apartment tour probably a month ago. So people are about to be like, are you serious? But yes, I am serious. So we are going to talk about money, and it is all great, and it may improve your lifestyle, but happiness is the most important thing. So now that we got all the fluffy, cute-type vibes out there, let's get serious. No more fucking around. We're going to talk about money now, okay? Everything I just said, out the window. Let's talk about money. So here's the thing. From the day that we are born, women are pretty much taught to be modest, and when it comes to talking about money, I'm not because I love money. I have a great relationship with money and, and a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people always have something nasty or negative or rude to say back or they think it's obnoxious, whatever. I don't really care. I like money. Like I said, money has improved my lifestyle, so I'm not ashamed To have a good relationship with money when it comes down to hustling and talking about money and all those kind of things like it It's sometimes rare to see women talk like that or act like that, or at least it used to be rare, like maybe not so much anymore. But it definitely used to be because women used to not be seen or known as like breadwinners or high income producing like that was like a man's world type job, you know, time is evolving, life is evolving. And women entrepreneurs are evolving and women are making fucking insane money these days and doing it in all different ways like it's just crazy what social media and technology has turned into you know over the past five to ten years i mean don't even get me started on how much money the influencer industry is is becoming you know just billions of dollars and anyway besides the point my, my point is is that because of all of those things talking about money can be uncomfortable can be uncomfortable for men or women, but especially women and especially around friends who don't have a desire like you do. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast right now, based on reading the title, you have an interest in money. And you might have friends who would never listen to a podcast episode like this because they don't care. Here's the thing. It is not your job to convince other people to care about the same things as you. It is your responsibility though to surround yourself with like-minded people, which might in fact mean outgrowing your circle sometimes. Now, I'm not going to tell you to end all your friendships just because people have different values than you. That would make no sense. Nobody would be friends. But I am going to tell you that it's important that if they're not on the same page as you, they at least respect you. And then you can also additionally surround yourself with people who do get you in other ways. There's so many communities that you could be a part of because it is important to be able to talk to people who can resonate with you and relate to you and agree with you and understand you. But in any case, at least make sure that your friends and family, your support system are not bashing you and judging you. Because if you're trying to be a millionaire You can't be getting talked down to all the time and judged all the time. You don't have time for that. And if your friends want to be a thousandaire, that's fine. But that's not your problem to deal with. Because you have to understand there is a difference between a thousandaire and a millionaire. One bases their decisions on everyone else's comfort level. And the other one puts their goals above everyone else's fears. So I think Anybody and everybody listening could tell the difference between the two. Obviously, it's the thousandaire who takes other people's advice and opinions and really, really values everyone else's comfort level. And it's the millionaire that values their goals. They don't give a fuck about anyone's opinion or fears. They have goals to hit. But the decision is yours. You know, it's your choice to be a thousandaire or a millionaire. And I don't want to hear all those people who love to tell me. Every time I talk about this. They love to tell me like that's not true. Like not anyone could be a millionaire. Yes. Anyone could be a millionaire. If people who were homeless can become multimillionaires, Why can't you? This past weekend at my convention. I listened to a freaking man with no arms and no legs. Who is one of the most famous world-renowned speakers he is like a household name to be honest i don't know his net worth my point is is that he's a very very successful person who i don't want to get too off track on but part of his story was that you know he was born without arms and legs and the parent the doctors told his parents oh my god we're so sorry like we would have aborted him you know because back then they didn't really have the same equipment that they do now to have noticed that he was without limbs everything he had the odds against him he had trouble getting into like classes in school and whatnot and ha- having access to just basic human life necessities and rights just because of his lack of limbs The moral of the story is he is a very 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 famous wealthy successful speaker and if he could do that Again, why can't you? So when it comes to wanting more money, you know, you have to really be intentional about it. You have to ask yourself these questions. What's your relationship with money? What's your friend's or family's relationship with money? You know, the people you surround yourself with, how do they talk about money? How do they act about money? How were you raised around money? Did your parents have a bad relationship with money or a good relationship with money? How did that mold you? Really, how did your upbringing mold you today? With what you witnessed as a child, did that bring you into adulthood being afraid to invest, willing to invest? Did it make you motivated by money? Did it make you intimidated by money? Did you Do you now see money as like the root of all evil? You know, it's important to figure all that out now because if you're going to be manifesting money, you have to really get down to the root. Of what money means to you. And something that is very, very, very important to have when it comes to money is patience. Why? Why patience? Why? Because patience is the trust that it will happen, that you will have it. People grow impatient because they think that they're not going to have this thing, right? You have to be patient with everything that you truly think belongs to you, but especially with money. If you don't have patience with money, you will give up early on. If you start a business or you start a job or you start something, like you start making things, you start selling things, whatever. If you start something and you think you're going to be an overnight success and make money right away and then that doesn't happen, you're going to quit. But if you have patience, you will be okay grinding for four years because your fifth year might be your breakthrough. Your first four years you might not see a single dollar in profit. And then on year five, you could make $500,000 that year. Like these things happen. These things are possible. So that is why patience is so important because patience simply means trust. Trust that it will happen no matter how long it takes. It's not a matter of if, it is just a matter of when. And speaking of patience, going back onto the whole quitting thing, let's debunk this common misconception. You know the saying, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. If you follow any entrepreneur pages or you follow any entrepreneurs, you probably see them share that all the time. The statement is true. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, fact. However, the misconception is that they became a millionaire by having seven streams of income, false. They became a millionaire By mastering one thing. Ed Milet explains this the best. Stop being half in on 20 different things at once. Stop dipping a toe into everything at once and thinking this is how you're gonna become a millionaire. Become a millionaire by mastering one thing. Get so good at one thing that you can make seven figures off that one thing. Then invest. If you become a master at one thing, and you can make a profitable successful income on that one thing in a couple years you will see now oh it makes sense now i'm investing into more things now i do have a steady seven streams of income but those seven streams of income is not going to make you a successful millionaire it's too many things too many too many hands in you know all different buckets stick to the one bucket have pay chance i think that the people who do a million things at once in their grinding years are the people who lack patience if you stick to the one thing during those grinding years watch telling you year five watch what happens on year five all right now manifesting money is super important journaling about it thinking about it it's the same way that you would manifest anything else romance, that job you want, the house you want, you can manifest money just in general. So make sure that you are journaling this and writing down every single thing that you want. I don't care what it is. You could do it right now, whatever, it is, real quick. Write down all the things that you want to have more travel, you want a boat, you want to quit your job, you want a big house, you want a vacation home, you want a G wagon, you want whatever, like, I don't care, it doesn't have to be materialistic, it could be anything. I'm just listing off what comes to my head, write down how much money it is that defines that sort of financial freedom for you. How much money do you have to make or do you have to have in order to start spending it on that? those things that you want right like that whole list of things you want you need to know how much money you need to make first you're not gonna like make two hundred thousand dollars and then spend a hundred percent of it on a g-wagon right like I, I mean I would hope not that wouldn't really make you a smart investor so it's important though when you when you're doing this it's important that you have a good concept of money and its value Before you make this list, you need to understand the concept and the value of money. Be honest with what financial freedom means to you. Write that number down and keep that in your head. Don't only get stuck on the single financial investments that you need to make. Well, the house I want is this much money. The purse I want is this much money. The trip I want to go on is this much money. Think abundantly. If I want all of these things, how much money is financial freedom for me? That's like the logistics part of it. Let's talk about the affirmations part of it. This is super important, but you can't just say it, you have to believe it. So, these are some of my money affirmations and some of the ways that I manifest money. One, I am a money magnet. Two, money gravitates to me. Three, I love money and money loves me. Four, Money flows freely to me. Five, I am always receiving unexpected money and checks. Number six, money is abundant. Number seven, people love investing their money in me. Number eight, every time I spend money, I make it back in double or triple. Number nine, I am financially free. And number 10. Making money is effortless and fun for me. If you are not manifesting money, if it is not coming, you know, effortlessly and freely to you, it's simply because of your mindset. Because your mindset controls how you take action. Your mindset controls everything. I became successful because I took action. I didn't try. I just did. There was no like, yeah, I'll do my best because if my best isn't good enough, then I need to find another way. I just did what I had to do because my mindset was in the right place. I didn't say I was going to do something and then not do it. How embarrassing is that when you say you're gonna do something, but then you don't do it. John Maxwell my absolute favorite mentor, my leadership guru, he always says, oh, people want to do what you do, right? When people look at someone successful, they want to do what you do. But if you want to do what I do, You have to do what I did. You have to do the did before you could do the do. Sounds silly when you say it, but when you think about it, it's like, yes, 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 yes. You can't just do what I do without doing what I did. You can't just have what I have without doing what I've done. Because what I have now is a result of what I did. I didn't just write these things down. I didn't just talk the talk. I walked the walk. So you could say it all you want, but saying it isn't going to just manifest it. You have to put yourself in positions to bring these things to life. So a couple examples. Here are two examples. One, understand the difference between expensive and lack of value. I don't believe anything is expensive. Stop calling things expensive when what you mean is that they don't hold value to you. To me, hearing someone say something is expensive is super annoying. When people will ask me about something I have, Oh, was that expensive? No, not not to me, it wasn't expensive. Expensive to who? To you, I, I don't know. How would I know your means of expensive or not? Because money is all relative. So people find value in all different things. Just because you don't find the value in something doesn't mean it's expensive. That doesn't make something expensive. If I find the value in it, I believe it's worth the price that it is. I don't think it's expensive. So there's no specific meaning of what is expensive. I have a couple friends and family members who only fly first class. They will not sit on a plane if it's not first class to me. I don't find it necessary. It doesn't hold value to me. My comfort plus seats are perfectly fine. I also don't think that first class is too expensive. I'd say that the price point makes complete sense if I'm being honest. I just don't care to spend my money on it. That doesn't hold any value to me. So I don't care to spend $2,000 on a first class ticket when I'm perfectly fine with spending $700 on again a comfort plus ticket. I don't think that first class is expensive. I just don't care, which leads to my second example. So if you do care to spend your money on things that you would consider expensive. So if you do find value in things that are just out of your budget right now, you can change your financial status if you look for more opportunity. Remember guys, I was broke 3 years ago. Brokey broke. When I was broke, I was always borrowing money. I never, ever, ever wanted to spend money unless I had to. I had such a bad relationship with money that I was embarrassingly the cheap friend. I wouldn't order the things that I wanted to order to the table or a drink because I didn't want like the bill to go up. I wouldn't even go to the movies. That was expensive to me. I would say the movies is expensive because it was like $13.50 for a movie ticket. And that was unjustifiable to me. $14 to watch a movie one time that'll be on the TV in like five months. But then once I started doing my personal development, and realizing how to have a good relationship with money and with everything in life, I realized it was okay to spend money. I realized I have to spend more money to make more money. So once I realized spending money was okay, I allowed myself to have more experiences that actually brought me temporary happiness. And that's when I realized I had a desire, like a burning passion to make more more money. So I started looking for more opportunities to increase my income. When you constantly think broke and feel broke, then you're going to act like it and then you commit to being it. So I wouldn't spend any money, which made me not look for ways to make more money because I just lived based on what my income was at that time. I defined myself practically as being broke. But then when I had this revelation, I started to spend more money. And that actually helped me so, so, so much. Like I would book little trips, whether it's a weekend trip or wherever, even if I went away for a week and I would stay at the cheapest hotels. It didn't matter to me because that temporary happiness of just getting to experience a vacation and going out to eat and whatever, the temporary happiness that I got from spending that money made me feel like if I can feel good doing it like this, doing it the cheap way, imagine how I'd feel when I can go all out. Imagine how I'd feel when I could stay at a five-star hotel and go to the nicest restaurants. Like imagine how I would feel when I get to really spend money doing this. So that's when I really started finding more ways to make more money and seek more opportunity. Because people normally the average person spends only based on what they currently make. But I really believe the mindset is just so 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 important. I know that it's so cheesy and corny to say like, you could do anything you put your mind to, but I genuinely believe that you can do anything that you put your mind to. What if you decide to earn and make money based on the things you wanna have and do. Instead of saying, I want this, but I can't afford to have it, go ahead and say, I want this, So this week, I'm going to find X, Y, and Z, whatever to do to get it, you know, like that might not have made complete sense, because I am kind of talking in circles a little bit. But I think that if you guys can read between the lines, you'll understand what I'm saying, like increase your income to match the things that you want. Don't match the things that you want to your current income, because you genuinely can find in this world of opportunities, so many more ways to make more money. Like I started saying before with like social media and this and that. Oh my gosh, it's endless. You could sell your clothes so easily. You could sell furniture so easily. All the things that you have sitting around the house that that you don't even touch anymore, that you don't even look at, that you don't use, like that you don't wear, things that have tags on it. Get rid of it. There's just so many ways to make money. So on this topic, keep in mind, of course, that when I am giving these examples of how I spend money or how I have spent money in the past, of course, I'm a single girl works for herself full-time, no kids. So sure, my means of spending money looks a little different than maybe the average person, well aware of that, totally fine. But why I'm bringing this up is because I want everyone to know that you can spend your money how you like, and when you have that toxic relationship with money and a bad feeling toward money, like money's the root of all evil, how I mentioned before, I want you guys to remember this, bad people will do bad things with money. Good people will do good things with money. I don't believe that money is the root of all evil because I believe evil is the root of all evil. Like bad people will do bad things whether they are homeless, broke, or whether they have all the money in the bank. It doesn't matter. Bad people will do bad things with money. Good people will do good things with money. So when you're spending your money... Even if it might be materialistic or you might think of it as like, ugh, can't relate, like I don't vacation or things like that. It's fine. As long as it's not hurting anyone, as long as it's what makes you happy and what does good for you, then spending money is okay. And I need you guys to really think and dig deep here. You might not specifically think money is the root of all evil. You might not say those words. But really think, do you ever catch yourself judging how people spend their money? Do you ever think it's crazy that someone would spend their money on that as if it's something bad? Like a bag or a cosmetic surgery, whatever, something materialistic. Do you ever judge people for spending their money on it? I see celebrities and influencers and all different people just getting judged all the time for how they spend their money when they spend it on something materialistic or service level, something that people can't relate to. And I just don't understand that judgment because to me, that judgment really does stem from the belief that spending money on that thing is bad, which means money is the root of all evil. You're spending that money on something bad. That's not good. You shouldn't do that. You should be only putting your money to Greater causes and charity, and all that. And at the end of the day, you have no idea what these people spend their money on. People make fun of Kylie Jenner for what she spends her money on, but she probably also donates millions of dollars. Like, we have no idea what she or anyone does with her money. So, who are we to judge what she does with it when she's, you know, kind of showing it off? Like, oh, she got a new car, oh, she changed the color of her car i don't know what you call that like the frame the shell maybe it's a shell (laughs) she changed the shell of her car five times a year who cares it's not a bad thing it's not hurting anybody just because you don't find the value in it doesn't give you the right to judge that it's an excessive if you will amount of money on something stupid per se the last thing that i'll say about manifesting money is that even in my conversations with people I started to just talk so much more confidently and matter-of-factly on what I was going to have. Now, I keep calling this manifesting money, but I actually want to change the verbiage. I actually prefer to call this speaking it into existence. Why? Because like I said earlier, how embarrassing would it be to not do what you tell people that you're going to do? The things that you say you're going to do, you are now like letting everyone that you've told it to hold you accountable to accomplishing it. Speaking everything out loud is holding yourself accountable for it. That is so important. That is how you speak things into existence. You wouldn't just go around lying to people about things. You wouldn't just go around like pretending like, yeah, I live at the penthouse, like uh, like this big million dollar building in the Upper East Side. Like you wouldn't say that when you know that you live in Westchester, New York, in a small house. You just wouldn't go around lying about the things that you have or do or that you're gonna do or that you're gonna have because then people could easily call you out for it when it clearly doesn't exist. And huge piece of advice, if you do that, you should stop doing that. If you lie, you should stop lying. <laughs> My point is, is that you can speak out loud the things that you don't have yet, but that you're going to do because it is going to hold you accountable to getting it done. I think manifesting money is actually a lot easier than people let on because it truly just becomes the way that you communicate, the way that you think, speak, act. So I think that we just overthink it because we don't realize that it could just be part of who we are. We always think of it as something separate, something extra, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm living my life, living my life. Oh wait, let me go manifest money now. You don't have to start putting your money in a circle and doing a seance around it in order to manifest money. You don't have to rub your crystals all day long to start manifesting money. It seriously just comes from being. Nothing separate, just the internal work. The mindset has to be there. The communication has to be there. This is a relationship. Like I said in the beginning of the call, my relationship with money is very, very good. And just like any other relationship you have, you have to be conscious of it. You have to be careful with it. You have to communicate. You have to always consider the other person in the relationship. Otherwise, if you're selfish, then they're not gonna give you anymore, right? That friend isn't going to want to hang out with you or that boyfriend is gonna break up with you if you're selfish in your relationship, if you don't give any love and attention to that relationship. So treat your relationship with money the same way. Give it love and attention and just be conscious and aware of it all the time. And that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to hear about all of the money that you guys start to manifest into your life and find in your pockets we're going for benjamins all right let me know if you find any benjamins in your coat pockets and pull it out of your closet this weekend so there we have it until next time girls